Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. My name is Derek Kanijo. I hope all of you are doing well. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to my channel. It really means a lot. Today I want to talk about a topic that I think is very important. That topic is what is the difference between investing and speculating. Most of what I say will relate to the stock market, but it applies to other things as well. First off, I think some definitions are in order. My favorite definition of investing comes from Ben Graham. He said, "An investment operation is one which, upon thorough analysis, promises safety of principle and an adequate return. Operations not meeting these requirements are speculative." Now, I want you to pay attention to the words he used. Thorough analysis, safety of principle, and adequate return. This is what sound investing is all about. Now there is nothing wrong with speculating, but I think it's important that you know the difference. One way to tell the difference is to listen to the language people use. In Thailand, many people like to use the phrase "playing the stock market." I almost never hear anyone who says that they are investing in businesses. Another difference has to do with the holding period and time horizon. Speculators and day traders tend to hold their positions for maybe a few hours or a few days. They are usually looking at charts and screens. This means they are looking to profit from movements in the stock price, as opposed to trying to profit from the results of the enterprise. I have also noticed that speculators tend to use investment viagras to juice their returns. This includes things like margin leverage, options, swaps. derivatives, levered ETFs and other financial exotica. This can make your returns look really good for a while, but it is an unsustainable strategy. Another problem is that once having profited from the wonders of these investment viagras, it is incredibly difficult to go back to more conservative practices. I believe that you can live a very happy life not knowing how these financial instruments work. My friends know that I like to read and talk about financial history. One of my favorite topics is on bubbles and speculative frenzies. I like it because it is really fascinating from a human behavior point of view. I want to share two examples with you. Our first example is from the early 1700s. During this period, Sir Isaac Newton, who is probably one of the smartest people who ever lived, got caught up in the South Sea bubble. You can read more about the details on wikipedia but the lesson here is that very smart people are not immune from herd behavior newton went on to famously say that he can calculate the motions of heavenly bodies but not the madness of crowds our second example is from the 1960s during this period we saw the rise of gogo funds which were basically mutual funds that traded in very high growth and risky companies and people became fascinated with the people who ran these funds these fund managers achieved celebrity like status and rumors that they were buying particular stocks was enough to make the price go up but by 1970 the gogo era had run out of gas and one by one the funds vanished in general the history of funds that are up triple digits in one year is really bad I want to point out that speculation also happens outside of the stock market. Leading up to the real estate crisis in 08 or 09, we saw speculation in houses. 
Even banks and retailers are prone to speculation. For example, a bank can make speculative construction loans and a retailer can buy lots of inventory speculatively. I recently read a really good book that I want to recommend. It's called Working Backwards and it's about the inner workings of Amazon. One of the many lessons I got out of it was that Amazon bans PowerPoint presentations. Instead, the company makes everyone who wants to present an idea write a six-page narrative with each meeting beginning with everyone reading it. So this got me thinking, what if investors, big and small, copied this idea and forced themselves to write a six-page thesis before making an investment? This will act as a circuit breaker and force us to think deeper about the idea we are considering. The document will also serve another purpose. If the investment doesn't work out, we can go back and see where we went wrong, which helps remove hindsight bias. That is it for today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and drop a like. Thank you for listening.